What is up, people? Thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. We got a, a, a great show for you guys today. I know we're a little bit later than normal dropping this one, but uh, with the NFL draft coming up, we kind of ended up shuffling and of course draft being on a Thursday kind of shuffled our order a little bit in how we do shows if you guys love sports and you love football definitely check that show out uh the whole crew of the new generation hero talk podcast is actually on that show so um and of course we had a special guest in our our, our favorite uh draft guru Rob the so check that out if you get a chance but that's the reason why we're recording this show on a Wednesday night uh obviously we usually record this show on a Monday night but it should be great nonetheless and you know Recording later means we got a lot more bigger stories to discuss because there's a lot more time that's passed since we last uh, talked to you guys. We got a lot of stuff regarding some movie releases, a lot of new dates now that there's been a uh, uh, this shutdown that we've had in Hollywood and, and, and the production being halted due to the coronavirus pandemic. So we'll give you guys the latest details on some new movie re- uh, release dates that you guys can expect it to be uh, seeing in the coming future. Also... Um, we got some stuff on the future of Marvel. Um, some questions about one of their biggest stars at the moment. Um, some rumors about how one of the movies may uh, may actually lead very close, very well into the the next Avengers movie that we see. So, uh, so yeah, and and then uh, a nice show. I think we had a nice story at the end that would be important or at least uh, fun to discuss regarding the future of Green Arrow and the Canaries. So, great show for you guys. I'm really excited to do it. Joining me are my co-hosts, beginning with Kendall Stewart. And Kendall, I feel like I know this isn't a video game um, podcast, obviously, but considering we love superheroes and we love video games, I think that is important to note that there was a very interesting rumor that I saw across over um, over, over this uh, this week, and it regarded uh, Rocksteady. If you guys are unfamiliar with Rocksteady, they are the... Um, the platform, the video game developer that created the Batman Arkham series, which is a extremely critically acclaimed video game series. If you love Batman and you love video games, uh, if you haven't played that game, I don't know what to say. I mean, it, their Arkham games are fantastic. The first one was obviously Batman Arkham Asylum. I actually recently bought the trilogy again because, I, I, you know, obviously with this coronavirus pandemic, I, I don't got much to do. So I figured why not uh, give it a shot? Again, after having played these games already. So, um, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman uh, Arkham City, and Batman Arkham Knight. There's also an Origins game in there that was made by uh, WB uh, Montreal. And one of the things I saw here that was interesting is a a gentleman by the name of James Sigfield put out, Kendall, that Rocksteady had been pitched, uh, had had rather pitched a Superman video game to Warner Brothers as a follow-up to Arkham Knight. And apparently, WB passed on the project. What do you think of that decision? Because we talk about, um, you know, ways to make Superman hot and how Warner Brothers and DC have seemed to kind of struggle with that. I found this rather shocking that uh, Rocksteady was already, and apparently they had even left Easter eggs in Arkham Knight, preparing their gamers for this eventual Superman game that they wanted to do. And for Warner Brothers to be the ones to say, "Nah, we are, we are, we good. You can keep that." Yeah, um, like you said, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of speculation about Superman game about a Superman game for a long time now. Um, there've been you know leaked concept art, leaked uh, footage of even 
some potential early gameplay, beta gameplay, but we haven't had nothing concrete. Uh, so all this kind of makes sense why all that stuff would kind of be such an early development and stuff could leak out, but never anything concrete because they just they stopped it at the at the cutting room floor, and that is interesting. Um, now this was in a world when Arkham was at its end, nearing its end, and there was this pre-Spider-Man game, pre-Avengers game. So it should be interesting to see would they make that same decision uh, now. Now it's also in a world when you know Henry Cavill was still Superman, I'd imagine. So how would that play a role? How did that play a role? And how would that play a role now? that we don't really have a Superman in the movies, you know? So I, I do wonder if the decision would be different today than it was back then. Um, we do know Rocksteady was, according to, you know, sources that Rocksteady was supposed to announce, we would assume a Batman game at E3 this year uh, before E3 got canceled. Um, and that got, uh, and obviously that's not going to happen now. I mean, I don't know if that's Rocksteady saying that, you know, afterwards saying oh by the way we were gonna announce a batman game wink wink or if that was seriously the plan and it really got eroded because you feel like you hear that every year and i don't know if this is just smoke more smoke being blasted but uh who knows maybe it could have been a superman game for all we know but um that's my opinion on it Shamari, what did you make of this uh of this story um yeah i, I mean um it kind of makes sense. I mean, when you think about that Superman, of course, there was that famous. I don't know if you saw this, EJ. You probably did. There's that famous Superman game image. Yeah, man. That was floating around. That was making people's heads explode. I was going crazy. As it looked legitimate, it looked real. Yeah. It looked like a real model of Superman that was in a, an actual game that was being made. Um, so I would assume this would have been part of that pitch. Maybe they had already had people maybe in the earlier phases. Uh, making models, making characters, maybe making some now, kind of gameplay. What I will say is, with that picture, I, we, I, I have seen a lot of people, like a lot of good concept artists, that can like make something look like a game, <laughs> and it's right. just an image. So okay. that could have been great concept art, or even just some guy who's like just want to troll and like, oh, let me make some like would be Superman oh, game that is not is unplayable. Oddly weird, long, <laughs> weird, you know, effort to put yeah, really, that's yeah. what I was gonna but, say. Um, like, why do these guys waste time with that? Like, it was a why lot, they it took, took a lot of time, yeah. Why, they should may take the time, you know, working on their resume to maybe get picked yeah. up by a viewer. That's what I was know? saying. Why not pitch this image to Rocksteady right, <laughs> you exactly. know, or somebody? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, hey, give me a job. So, yeah, that's very bizarre, but um, but yeah, it's probably part of that reason, part of the reason that that image was floating around and and uh, stuff. So, I mean, I believe it. It's sad to hear, but I'm just glad we're getting. Or supposed to be getting more Batman, which is another thing I wanted to bring up as well. I mean, there's, we're hearing word that there's another Batman game coming out. I don't know if you heard about that, EJ. Um, but there is a, it's basically a, is being reported that they were supposed to announce it at E3 this year. Right. And WB Montreal has been leaking, you know, teases for the past like yeah. couple of years. I don't know why they've been messing with people's heads, but you know, it was apparently supposed to be announced this year. But it's not being announced, or, or it's not being announced at E3. But apparently, it's supposed to still be announced, according to Reddit leakers. Now, <laughs> in June, always the best source. According to the Reddit leakers, it's still being announced, along with an open world Harry Potter game. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, but one thing I did want to uh, bring up to you guys 
is the Stargirl TV show, the new uh, CW show. Um, apparently, people have watched uh, the first three episodes, and uh, it's very good, according to most people. It's people very also like Inhuman. Uh, well, no, that's cat. No, nobody uh, like nobody like nobody like Inhumans. I mean, nobody, I just, yeah, yeah. We're not pressing <laughs> yeah, no cap like, on this show. Who liked Inhumans? Um, but yeah, so people are saying it's it's very good. You know, and honestly, people are saying it's kind of you know your kind of all shucks G whiz kind of like it's 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 got it's, it's got that char it's charming. People are saying right. it's a charming yeah. show. It has people are saying there's flashes of say like E. T. And like the first Superman movie right, and stuff, right, right. like like it's a really is a very good show. I'm, I'm, I'm like, sure, I'm sure the pilot is good. I'm sure the early stuff is good. You know, Batwoman we're, early we're waiting, on waiting was for the butt. Good. Yeah, but <laughs> as we know with Berlanti, as we know with the CW shows, there's always a there's always the wow, cliff. Right. Foot Hello? meets cliff. Wow. And. and <laughs> I, look, I don't know if Star Wars Cliff is in episode one, or I mean after episode one, or if it's after episode five, or if it's after season three, like some of these other shows. But eventually, it'll 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 hit the wow, cliff. Wow, that's such a negative outlook. I know. Eventually, I know. it'll hit the cliff. <laughs> I, I mean, Star Girl is not. I mean, look, maybe it'll break the maybe it'll break the mold, but Star Girl is not the one that I expect to be the standard bearer for the Berlantiverse, personally. But I could be wrong. You know, sometimes you get a Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think that it's hard for me to say that, Kendall, when we, you know, we all thought Doom Patrol seemed like a ridiculous idea. Yeah. And we were killing Cyborg and we were killing everything <laughs> about that. And that Doom Patrol was one of the best shows on television season one. Easy. So yeah. I, I can't say for sure, oh, this Stargirl show is going to, it's not, it's, it may start off okay, but it's going to end up falling apart. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it ends up being a really awesome season. And the one thing I will say is I, I don't believe the show is set in the Arrowverse or Earth Prime, is it? Isn't it a nah. different? So I, as crazy as it sounds, I know obviously you know Titans has been very very hit or miss, and Doom Patrol has been great, uh, and Swamp Thing was good. Uh, it feels like Berlanti when he's out of that Arrowverse bubble, it seems like I would argue that he has you know been a little more creative and, and i would say he's been more critically successful in my opinion in recent in recent years yeah riverdale another one as well uh in recent years and he has been in that arrowverse bubble i'm not saying that you know uh that he can't make good stuff or that even that uh that he didn't make good stuff in the past like i mean arrowverse started very strong but um but i think in recent years you're taking me you told me i had a choice to pick uh, if I was doing, you know, a thing, and say, okay, I get the Arrowverse Berlanti shows or I get the non-Arrowverse Berlanti shows. I'm not hesitating taking the non-Arrowverse shows. Because for every Black Lightning and what else are we giving him that's been good recently? Legends, I guess? Uh, or maybe, you know, the the the, the, uh, the season with um, Adrian Chase uh, Arrow, like that season. Right. Uh, I'm going to get Doom Patrol. I'm going to get Riverdale, I'm gonna get uh, uh, Swamp Thing, and then maybe the Star Wars show is really good. I mean, I don't know. So that's why I wouldn't write it off so quickly, Kendall, because I feel like Berlanti showed me that, like, at the very least, what he does outside the Arrowverse is going to be very interesting. 
Yeah, um, and this was supposed to be on the DC Universe initially, so yeah. that also it can't be forgotten. And it, it, it won't it still be on DC Universe. I'm not mistaken. I think it will. Isn't it like also. a dual? Isn't it I mean, a dual release thing? Yeah, I forget exactly what they're doing, but I feel like it is going to be on DC Universe also. Right. So I mean, that also could alter perception. You know, at least my perception is when I hear CW, Star Girl, I'm like. All right, here we go. It when's the cliff coming? That's that's my. I mean, one thing I have, I, I did see some of the reviews I seen. I did see that. I mean, it is a cheesy show, but cheesy doesn't yeah. mean bad. You know, cheesy. Yeah. Can and be I mean, if you told me you were doing a Star Girl show, that's what I would likely expect. You know, I don't expect it to be the most realistic, dark, gritty, gritty show to begin with. Um, speaking of DC Universe, I actually wanted to bring them to you guys. Did you guys see that Harley Quinn? Is now going to start airing on Sci-Fi, the Harley Quinn animated series, mm. uh, and with that, coupled with the fact that HBO Max is debuting in May, it's going to have a lot of the same stuff that DC Universe is having. What's the future of DC Universe? I'm a little concerned. I mean, I don't know if I'm concerned, but I, I'm a little interested in what the future of the DC Universe app is because they're already how, putting how, their properties on television. Or on HBO Max. How are they gonna play Harley Quinn on cable on regular television? I mean, they could. Are they gonna they, clean it up? You have, or to, they could, you have they to bleep put it out at one a.m. I mean, you have to bleep out a lot. And even if you do bleep out all that, there's a lot of violence. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they. To be fair, I don't watch. Based on doing this podcast, you probably think I watch a lot of television. I actually don't watch a lot of television outside of the, the stuff we recap and sports. You know, obviously right now there isn't really any sports. So, I don't know. Maybe, like, the little kind of cartoons. I mean, I guess, you know, yeah, I say, like, like Family like, Guy and Archer. Type thing, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I guess there are shows that are a little more mature. But, I mean, Harley Quinn is really, really mature. Like, I, you know, in terms of the violence and the, and the, and the language. I mean... I don't know. In terms of what, but even outside of that, I know it's a different conversation. In terms of what it means for DC Universe, uh, I don't know. DC Universe definitely feels like it's on, hanging on by a thread. You know, when you consider, uh, you know, uh, isn't uh, season two of Doom Patrol supposed to be on HBO Max? Yep. So that's one. We have a Green Lantern show coming on HBO Max. That's another one. Okay, Harley Quinn season one. I know season two just came out, and that is on DC Universe. But season one, Harley Quinn's going on Sci-Fi. Okay, there's another Titans one. Titans going to be on that as well, I think. It just won't be. It's not considered an original HBO Max show. Like, so I think it'll debut on DC Universe. But like, Doom Patrol will de- debut on, on DC Universe. But or on uh, HBO Max. But like, they're going to be putting a lot of the same content on. It just won't be so DC centric. Makes you wonder what they're going to do with a lot of stuff. You know I mean, they also have uh, Boomerang. They also have, uh, I mean, there, there's a Boomerang app that has a lot of you know, Warner Brothers content. Yes, true. Mostly Warner Brothers content, honestly. All if they if if Warner Brothers and Warner Media, whatever company, whatever parent company owns everything, uh, all those properties, if they decided we're just going to consolidate our like five, six, seven different lights, because I forgot about Boomerang. Yeah, you combine Boomerang, DC Universe, and just put that in. Yeah. HBO Max that can compete with Disney Plus. Yeah, it can compete. Right now, I don't think it's a competition. With I don't just know. With I don't know HBO if it com- Max. I don't know if it competes. I think that D- Disney Plus has a collection of kids movies that is unrivaled. It won't be rivaled, but it's not even close. And I think even regardless of what else you have, 
I just if Boomerang I, just says we're just gonna put everything Cartoon Network on there. That's gonna mean I mean not Boomerang. HBO Max is we're putting everything Cartoon Network on there. Not, not. But do they own everything on Cartoon Network? Isn't that Viacom? Well, or that's Viacom Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Turner. Right, again, so one company owns everything. <laughs> like, yeah, three three companies own everything in America. Warner Brothers, the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> time. New, uh-huh. new slash everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, now here's the thing. I think you're right. They will try. I, I think in the end game, end the game, I think they're gonna try. I think that's what they're gonna try to do. Um, I, and I think that the the avenue. I don't think they'll make a Warner Brothers app. I think that that app will be HBO Go. I mean HBO Max. I'm sorry. Right, I think they're all. Everything will be eventually be consolidated into that. That's what I'm saying. That'll that'll compete. Like HBO Max could, will seriously compete with Disney Plus. I just, I guess, my question would be though, like, I, I don't know why they don't feel like having those separate avenues of money coming in wouldn't help them. With, I know there's the idea that you know you consolidate everything and make it one price. People be more willing to just buy into one thing, but I I still feel like the DC universe. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you how much money they make on that, but it feels like it's such, it is a niche audience and a niche fan base that will just invest in that project. That may like, be the strategy. Like I'm not someone that I I'm not someone who I live on DC universe at all. Um, but I love DC stuff. I'm a fan of comic books and I watch movies every now and then. So yeah, I you know as a family we pay the, the whatever it is. And I, you know, and if, if if it wasn't a family, if it was just myself paying it, I would just pay it, you know. And then the HBO Max came out, and I needed to watch Stay Funny HBO Max. I would just then pay the HBO Max. I, I guess I don't know why they feel like that specific aspect of it. They have to consolidate. I, I don't. I don't think they would. I, I don't. I just feel like to me, it's just extra, it's an extra flow of cash in my. Opinion. They will do. I but think I they'll know. do it. I'm not obviously an, an, an economist or an expert. In from from an economic but. standpoint, I think you, I think you're 100 right. I just think their thing is, if HBO Max fails at launch, that's a problem. Right, because that's so the, like, that's their big that's their big right. Thing. So like, if they have three fledging apps, that if they were one would total a very strong app, they they, they, they I think they'd rather have the very strong app. Like Disney Plus, like Disney Plus didn't just make a Marvel app, a Star Wars app, you know, a Disney app, because or and, and that Geo app, because that would have, it would have been kind of chaos, and the numbers probably would have ended up being the same for what Disney Plus is, but now it's like, you don't really have something to to call home. So, um, I know we've been all over the place, and I promise, guys, we will start this show. But there was another story that I kind of wanted to mentioned real quickly that uh, I kind of forgot because, again, there's been so much stuff that's happened over more than a week at this point. But uh, did you guys see that J.J. Uh, Abrams' Bad Robot Company is going to be working on a Justice League Dark TV series? Yes. 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 What did y'all think of that? I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait. I, I have the utmost faith. And, you know, people know me. I'm very up and down on J.J. sometimes, depending <laughs> on what he's doing. I had the utmost faith in J.J. Abrams that this will be a complete success. <laughs> uh, after man. seeing what he's been able to do. After seeing Rise of Skywalker, especially. <laughs> after seeing, you know, even the production value in The Force Awakens, in the Star Wars movies, the production value in uh, Castle Rock, which is also a horror horror um, TV show. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I have 
I think he's going to knock it out of the park completely. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is interesting. Uh, I would like to see what the team is. Um, I, I, not, I mean, whatever works best for JJ is what's going to be best. I'm not going to say I need, you know, I need Swamp Thing or I need Dead Man or I need Constantine. I don't need anybody particularly. But um, in terms of just my interest level, it would be interesting to see, you know, certain characters more than others. But um, right now, preliminarily, uh, it's 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 intriguing. If you do have Constantine, will it be Matt Ryan? Mm-hmm. Or has he kind of wore out his welcome a little bit? Not that he's done a bad job, but just he's been Constantine now in two different separate universes. If it's going to be connected to the Berlantiverse, unlikely. So now is he going to play Constantine again? I mean, that would just be kind of confusing, I think, at some point. It becomes confusing. So, um, you know, all things to all things to consider. But uh, and then also, you just had a Swamp Thing show. Will you look the exact same? Do you avoid Swamp Thing? Like a lot of things, a lot, a lot of things to ask when it comes to this. But idea. Um, but I think this works better as a series and a movie. So I agree. I'm, I'm I do. It. I do agree with that. I think that moving it to a series makes a lot of sense. And. Um, you know, if J.J. Aaron is going to be behind it, I feel like, you know, production value is going to be real high. So that gives me yeah. some confidence as well. They won't spare any expense. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard, I don't feel this way, but I've heard some people question, I don't know why, but they've questioned J.J.'s fandom or knowledge of these specific characters. Um, some people were saying, you know, J.J. signed on because he thought it was Justice League and didn't read that it was dark afterwards. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 like the, the I, Disney Star Wars fans just like my gosh. I mean, I did, the, my like all of these like, kind of super fan. Like was Dave not a Guardian super fan? When you know, Guardian, I doubt. Say I want to talk and you kind of broke up there. Well, it's just like. You know, do for any type of semi-obscure property, do you have to be a super fan to to for it to work? Like, was Big a super fan of when he took it on? Probably not. I, I could be wrong, but I'm not gonna be upset if Steven. I'm not saying J.J. Abrams is Steven Spielberg, but he's gonna go down the Hall of Fame of of movie making, of filmmaking, and you're getting a Hall of Fame showrunner to do this show. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Come I, up with yeah, man. I don't. I don't disagree. I feel like that. I felt like when I saw it, I was kind of surprised. I, I couldn't tell how much of it was just pure trolling. Um, but I do feel like JJ has this. I don't know where it came from. But he has this. People had this feeling about him that he's kind of like a poser nerd. And yeah. look, I don't know how you shape that. I think. I think honestly, he's a victim of having too much success. He's been so great at his job and he's made so much money and he's so now mainstream I feel like people now kind of tend to question his cred when it comes to making some some of these more obscure uh, mm-hmm. titles and it's unfortunate because I think that JJ it seems to me his uh, his start his, his who he is at his core is this stuff and to me Justice League Dark sounds like a great fit for him now, it may feel weird considering who J.J. is now in regards to, like, what we've seen him do 
like he's you know clearly he's been doing a lot more bigger projects so it may come as a surprise that he would take a, a project like Justice League Dark but I don't think that necessarily means that he can't do it or that he doesn't know what he's doing he's just you know taking on a DC Justice League name for the sake of the bag I, I, I don't feel like JJ needs to he don't need Justice League Dark I feel like he would only do it if he felt like he, he really enjoyed the source material and wanted to give it a shot you know what I'm saying I mean, that's how I, like, I feel. I, I was surprised when I saw some of the backlash behind him. I, I expected a lot of people to be really excited. And a lot of people were, yeah. but there was just this loud minority that were like, this clown doesn't know anything about Justice League Dark. And I, convinced me that he does. And I was like, that seems a little harsh. Yeah. And like, you know, I've obviously I've had my issues with him in regards to Star Wars. Never once did I say J.J. Abrams is not a real fan. Or I don't think J.J. Abrams watched the Star Wars movies. Or I don't think he cared about George Lucas's property. Yeah. I would never say anything like that. Kathleen Kennedy uh, the conversation. Well, yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole. So, people saying stuff about her. I'm one of those people. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I'm one of those people that's like, are you really a fan of stuff? But like J.J. Abrams, no. I 100 percent believe that he was a super Star Wars fan growing up. I have no reason to believe anything otherwise. Especially the the the. You can see, regardless of how you feel about how the story turned out, you see the love and care in the production. You really, really do. And the money. <laughs> but you see the care. You do see the yeah. care. You know, it's there. So it's like, you know. Same with Star Trek. Same thing. Same exact thing with Star Trek. So it's like, come on. Like, you know, he's not just some, he's not just another Scorsese. Right. You know, oh, just another amusement park paycheck. Sure, <laughs> I'll take it. You know, it's like, nah, he's he cares. He cares about this stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm looking forward to see how he's uh, able to put that together. Shout out to J.J. Abrams uh, for for, for uh, his work in the past and, and what he's going to try to do with Justice League Dark. But um, staying on Days DC, let's not get to the actual main part of the show today, which uh, our, our top story today was um, the new slate that of DC films uh, and their new release dates, including the Batman. So due to the coronavirus pandemic and production shutdowns, Warner Brothers announced a new slate of release dates for their DC movies. Among the changes, the Batman has moved from June of 2021 to October of the same year. Uh, Suicide Squad not coming out in August of that year. uh, Black Adam is now a December uh, release date next year. And The Flash, which is kind of odd, is actually been moved up one month from July of 2022 to June of 2022. I've seen a lot of people speculate that based on some of the other releases that we're seeing that's slated now for that date, that they felt like Flash didn't want that smoke. So that's why they're moving that date. Um, but it is surprising considering everything that we've talked about with Ezra. Um, Shazam now for uh, set for November of 2022. And Aquaman 2, which I don't remember this movie ever actually getting a release date. But maybe I just wasn't paying attention. There's so much stuff happening. But Aquaman 2 now slated officially for December of 2022. So uh, I feel like we've talked about this over and over again on the show. But we've demanded you know a full DC slate and that this was they felt like this was very important. And, you know, coronavirus seems to kind of, you know, force their hand in some way. Though so many movies, a lot of movies already have release dates. But now we have an official slate of what they're trying to do. So given how the slate stands, uh, how do you think it stacks up, Kendall? And particularly, what do you make of the Batman date moving from June to October? Yeah, I mean, first of all, obviously, good to have a slate from D.C., you know, that's that's a rarity in these times. It's always a rarity, but it's about the only way you can get a slate out of them is when there's a pandemic going on. But 
Um, yeah, no, this is uh, slate makes sense. Obviously, the Batman movie back to October, everything for the most part being pushed back makes sense because all of a sudden 2020 is going to be pushed back for the most part. So uh, everything kind of has to still line up in the Warner Brothers calendar in terms of marketing and all that. Um, except for The Flash. That was the only one that seemingly moved up. Uh, what that's about, whether that means it's that's a very movable spot, whether or not that's a movie that may or may not happen. Obviously, we know the turmoil that's going on there. Uh, it is interesting that it's still on the calendar. They easily could have removed it and just that's the end of it. But maybe they thought that would have been too drastic. I don't know. But, um, you know, still no update on the Ezra Miller thing as of now. Uh, you guys know how I feel about that one. So, um, you know, still staying quiet. You know, uh, I think they'll I think they'll try and ride that one out. But uh, on the Batman, uh, it coming out in October makes sense. Uh, the interesting part will be it. You know, it's going to even though it's coming out in October, uh, another movie coming out in October of 21 is Uncharted with Tom Holland. And that's one that I don't know what that box office is going to look like. I mean, I don't know what any box office is going to look like. You know, <laughs> anytime, you know, once movies, movie theater reopen. But uh, theoretically, once uh, I don't know what a uh, normal Uncharted box office would, would would look like, but I think they have high expectations for that, especially if you put a face like Tom Holland uh, on the movie, on the poster. You know, you would think that's going to gravitate uh, for a lot of people, especially a lot of video game fans. So Batman versus Uncharted, you got, you know, the kid that plays Spider-Man, it's That'll be that'll be interesting. Obviously, Batman is still Batman, but this one is still gonna have to. The reviews are still gonna have to be strong. Obviously, we talked about it last week. We expect the reviews will be strong. Seems like Reeves is going for going for the jugular with this one, so it should be interesting. But uh, no real surprises with this slate. Um, I don't know. I'm just surprised the Flash. They moved the Flash up. And that, the fl- that they haven't said anything about any of this stuff. I mean, how do you move the Flash up when you you know your lead actor, or lead, your yeah your lead actor, basically just you know was on film assaulting somebody, basically assaulting somebody. So I don't know. So that's very bizarre to me. Um, I mean, Warner Brothers. I feel like they need to take some kind of action, um, because ah. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, that this I don't think that's going to go away. You know, I really don't think this thing with him uh, you know, choking this woman is going to go away. His reputation is is for a lot of people permanently tarnished. I mean, I I know people personally that were huge Ezra Miller fans <laughs> that do not mess with him no more. They're like, "Hey, he's not who I thought he was." You know, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> you know, and it's just very very disappointing, you know. So it's just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. They plan to just to hope that this goes away, but it's not going to go away. So I don't know. It's, it's very bizarre strategy. We're not, we're not going to we're not going to reengage in that one. Yeah, we won't reengage. I mean, we'll we'll see come we'll the see movie. How it plays out, see how it plays out. We'll see if people <laughs> are excited when the trailers are released and <laughs> and he's making his press tour. We'll see if he has answers for many questions I'm sure he'll be asked. Um but I mean for everything else, I mean we're getting Wonder Woman, when well, we're getting Wonder Woman um we'll see how that plays out as well uh the batman pushback october i think is more fitting for batman personally anyway and i was not in um 
you know, I, that's not a movie where I'm just like, you know, crying that, it, and it wasn't pushed back so far to the point where I'm like devastated. Yeah, it's not a whole year, you know. So I, I so I think that that's and I, again, I think October is very fitting for the Batman anyway. Um, and uh, Shazam, uh, getting November. I mean, Shazam is such a such a pure character. I feel like a holiday, kind of a holiday vibe is is good for Shazam. Whether it be Halloween or, or you know, just the winter in general, you know, I feel like it's it's fitting for Shazam, and um, and uh, Aquaman. I mean, the last I mean, the last time Aquaman came out or the first Aquaman movie came out in December, I believe as well. So I I, I think a December release date works for Aquaman as well. I don't think it's going to affect the box office negatively in any way, shape, or form. I still think it's going to do uh, fantastic in the box office. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of uh, the Flash moving up, I mean, I was surprised by that. Um, but again, I think it might have more to do with other um, movies being moved around. And Flash, I think I saw someone say there's some, whatever the date was for Flash, like July 1st, I think it was, there's some big movie that's coming out on that almost that same date. And they were just like, I don't think Warner Brothers would have anything to do with that movie being on the same weekend as The Flash, or maybe a week above the, maybe a week before The Flash, something like that. Something where they. I think it was Spider Man. Maybe it was Spider Man. I'm not sure, but it was one of those movies where like Flash would have no chance. I think against this movie potentially, so they wanted to probably move it out of that date. So they felt like a month probably was enough time where it's not so drastic. Uh, It's not so drastic. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, I was just looking. I I mean, I see um, apparently Indiana Jones. That might have been it. It's coming out. Indiana Jones. Um. And is Captain Marvel 2 coming out in July also? Maybe it's Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, Spider-Man 21. Yeah, that might be it as well. There were there were, there were at least one, maybe even multiple movies where uh, it didn't seem like they were favorable matches for The Flash, potentially. Yeah. So and There's a, there's an untitled Illumination film that may or may not be Mario. I, know I, I Mario don't know if it would be Mario. Mario is like 20... I mean, I would... I mean, I mean 2022, I mean, it's yeah, possible. They, They're working on it now. That's true. That's true. It, yeah. 2022 is a long time from now. Yeah, it's a couple yeah, years. It's two years, two years. Two more than two years, so. Yeah, it could, could, be, could, it could be. But, um, so I think that had something to do with why. Yeah, I think it something to do with why it got moved up. But uh, I think a month's probably enough time where it's not so crazy where you're going to be stressing your crew to get something together. I mean, this movie is supposed to have been started already, like, two years ago. So, I mean, at this point, the Flash being moved up a month. I mean, it's been delayed by, like, a year and a half. So, this isn't super crazy news that it's, it's that this is the year they're they're, they're scheduling or the month they're scheduling to just move it up a bit. Um, the Batman in October, man, uh, that fit, I know it's not your typical movie, big movie release date, and you know any Batman movie almost feels like it has to be during the uh, summer, but I mean Batman in Halloween season just feels like uh, peanut butter and jelly. I mean, isn't that just like mm-hmm. perfect fit? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I feel like they could actually take a. It could be to, to their advantage to some degree with pretty much no competition. I would assume in that time though. Again, all these movies have been shuffled around, so maybe things are gonna look movie. The, the dates in which we see movies and the big movies that come out is gonna be very different for the next two years. So there may be some movies that maybe weren't supposed to be out in July that will be out now in and October or whatever. But um, when but, when EJ did uh, Joker come out? What month? I don't remember. October. It was October? Okay, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and we, we saw the 
the ridiculous numbers it did. And and I saw, you know, I don't I don't believe this had anything to do with Warner Brothers uh move, but I did see some people saying, Well, you know, you move to October now it's uh in the Oscar season conversation. All right. We know we, we talked about last week what Matt Reeves' ambitions are for this movie. I, I don't know if Warner Brothers is trying to win an Oscar. I think it might be more of a convenience that it just happens to move the month that made sense for the movie. Too. Of course, it's yeah. The priority that, was still for it to come out in summer. Yeah, you know? and 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 they don't want to move back as for they want to keep it as close to that date as possible and a date that makes sense. So, I, I think that that was that that's fine. I think that that. That makes sense, but I think an October date is still fine. I still expect that the money that movies do huge numbers. I'm curious about the idea of having a Shazam movie pretty much a year after the uh, Black Adam movie, a little less than a year. Um, would that? I don't know what the rock schedule is going to be, but would that rule out a rock Shazam clash in Shazam two? Like I, like, I don't expect he's not going to be a main character, be right? Right, because that feels like too close. It's too close, and for, I, I, I feel the Rock like was in twenty movies a year. Right, right, and I think The Rock. Whenever The Rock and Shazam meet up, like I think Black Adam will be in the title. You know what I mean? I don't know if The Rock's gonna be in Shazam too. I well, I think the Shazam two is probably just a, a placeholder. I don't I don't take that I don't take that title as the actual title. That's true. I mean. Just like, like, just like for a while, right. Wonder Woman was Wonder Woman 2, you know, until right. it became Wonder Woman 84. And I, I don't think Aquaman 2 is going to be Aquaman 2. I think it's going to be something different. Right. A lot of people don't really go with the number thing anymore for movies. Like for sequels. I guess my thing is like, I, I think it'll be more of a, a Batman v Superman rather than like Man of Steel. It, yeah, it's not going to be a Shazam movie is what you're saying. Like it's yeah. going to be a... Equal bill. Like they're not even going to put Black Adam sequel mixed with the Shazam sequel. Right. They're not, they're not even going to put it on the schedule as a Shazam 2 unless it was a, a, indeed a Shazam 2. You know, I, I get what you're saying on that. I, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I'm happy we got a slate. Uh, I, I think that in terms of the, the actual movies that are coming out, it's hard to really complain, in my opinion. I mean, you got Batman. We have Wonder Woman this year. Aquaman's in there. Flash is in there. You know, the only guy we don't got is Big Blue. And we know why that is. We know there's issues with what they want to do. Um, but everyone else is pretty much there. So, you know, Marvel is in a transition period. And, yeah, there's some returning characters that are going to be in the fold. But they're also going to be introducing a lot of new characters. We'll see what DC and Marvel, how they stack up. I think DC... Clearly now has a lot more vision. It's unfortunate that, you know, the coronavirus thing may end up clouding this thing. I, 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 maybe I'm very pessimistic, but I think that this slate's going to change a lot again. Um, yes. I, I think that's almost certain in my opinion. So Things will come off the slate. Yeah, 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 I agree. I think movies will Flash, come off. Flash, obviously, most likely. Yes, the movies will come <laughs> off. Movies, be, movies will be moved back <laughs> significantly. I don't, I don't think, I think this is like your best case scenario slate. But seeing that they do have, you know, a pretty clear vision, that is that is exciting. You know, I'm 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 hoping that uh that this ends up being very comparable to what Marvel puts out. What they've been doing recently has been very good. I can't say it's been comparable only because, you know, I yesterday I, it was my birthday yesterday and I watched Happy birthday, Jim. <laughs> thank you. And I watched uh for my birthday I watched uh Infinity War and Endgame back to back and to just think of like the 
just the massive undertaking that was. Like, I can't even imagine DC trying to do something like that at this moment, nor should they. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they tried. <laughs> well, no, they, they tried didn't, all right. They didn't. Well, I mean, I would say they didn't try. I know, yes, they did a Justice League movie that was, a you know, a ensemble cast, but like, it wasn't Endgame. It wasn't Infinity War. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, I'm not sure if any movie franchise has tried to do anything like that. But, um, but so like com- so while DC has, has improved, like it's still you can't really compare what they've done compared to Marvel because Marvel has been working on this such larger scale. Now with Marvel having to scale down a little bit over these next two years to get back up to their next big event, now it might, it might be more of an even playing field. So seeing who comes out with the better movies uh, will be fascinating. Let's uh, let's shift gears now and let's go to some news regarding Sony. So the Venom uh, title has been revealed, but the movie has been pushed back. So, Sony announced uh, a delay in the release of their sequel to Venom, but also a key detail about the flick, the movie, which was previously set for October of this year, will now debut on June of 2021, and is now titled Venom, Let There Be Carnage. We all know that Carnage is going to be in this movie. He's going to be played by Woody Harrelson. Sham, what do you think of the move in the release date, and what do you think of the title, uh, let there be carnage. Um, look, I mean, uh, when it comes to the move, I think it makes sense. I mean, a lot of these things, projects are being pushed back. I mean, they have to do what they have to do. I want them to have as much time as possible to make the project um, work. Um, and also for them to be able to keep everybody safe, of course, um, with this pandemic going on. So, um, I mean, it's a bummer that things are getting pushed back, but it makes sense. <laughs> so it's not surprising to me. The title, um, uh, I mean, at first you're like, oh boy, that's kind of wordy. But I don't know. I think it works. I mean, I think it's. It, I think it looks good on a poster. I think it's something to get. Did, did what? Did they say what this movie is going to be rated? Uh, I don't know if that's officially come out yet. Okay, I was gonna say I think that's something that'll get the get the the you know kids, preteens, whatever excited. Yeah, oh, Venom. Let there the be carnage. Kids, the edgy kids out there. Yeah, you know, let there be carnage. You know, that's gonna get 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 people to go see it. You know, and I think um, uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think it works. Um, so I'm I'm in favor. I'm in favor. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people like it. It's a social media favorite right now. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the name. Um, I think it, like Shamar said, I think it's a little wordy, uh, not quite Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey esque. That that's uh, that's yeah, pretty much yeah, a record. That was, yeah, that was the most ridiculous title ever. <laughs> uh, no shock. Uh, we probably could have predicted that that title would change. We probably did predict that the title would change at some point uh, on the show. But um, yeah, this Venom one, I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Let there be, unless you're calling unless you call the movie Let There Be Carnage. But if you say Venom, Let There Be Carnage, I think that's a little. I don't know. I don't think it rolls off the tongue. Um, and I think Let There Be Carnage is a weird name for for a movie to begin with. So I don't know. I I, I you know I I know Maximum Carnage was floated out there. I don't know if that was a title or that was kind of a working title or people were just speculating. But that was one that I would have preferred. Um, I I don't know. I, I get you want to put Carnage in the title. Um, 
It's not. It's, it's not a terrible. It's not a terrible name. Like Shamari said, it looked good on a poster. Um, but I don't know. I, I think they could have. I think they could have thought of something better personally. But in terms of the release date, it it being pushed back to July uh, makes sense. It's unfortunate. I think they could have really capitalized off of. I want to say capitalized because that's the <laughs> maybe poor poor choice of words, but. I think they could have, uh, you Benef- know, kind benefited. of benefited, salvaged, you know, obviously what's going on by, uh, you know, kind of promoting their own movie. And, like, people were really looking forward to a Venom trailer the last week or two after all the smoke that a Venom 2 trailer was coming out. And now they're not going to get a trailer for five months. So... Uh, you know, that's a little bit of a bummer for a lot of people. Uh, I think Venom would have been... At, at, I mean, Venom was literally trending on Twitter multiple times over the last two or three weeks, in part because it was some viral video of some weird-looking symbiote thing on the internet. But uh, a lot. some of it was also because of a Venom sequel, and we're not going to get that. Now Venom's going to be out of sight, out of mind for the next five months. Now, that's not to say that, you know, it won't be just as hot five months from now, but... Uh, I don't know. We don't know what things are going to look like five months from now. So it should be interesting to see uh, what the reaction will be like when this does come out, whether or not the anticipation will be as high as it was. You don't want to put out a trailer and then the movie not come out for three years, New Mutant style. So (laughs) I think there are things like, or Godzilla style even. So so I think there are things like, all right, let's just, let's just wait. Yeah, man. Um, the title, uh, the title's a little corny to me. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Let there be carnage. Not, not a fan. Um, it, it just feels <laughs> hey, too. AJ, AJ, not to cut you off. Have you yeah. seen the? Uh, have you seen the 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 Leonardo DiCaprio meme that's been going out there? Oh yeah, the one where he's uh, pointing. I guess it's him of uh, yeah, the one where he's pointing in uh, yeah. you know, once upon a time. Um, someone was like <laughs> when Venom says uh, "Let there be carnage," or when Carnage says "Let there be carnage" in the movie. Yeah, you're like, oh, now I know where that came from. Yeah, yeah, it, it just feels, it feels too 90s to me. It feels too... Roll credits. Yeah, it feels too 90s to me. It, 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 I don't know. I know Venom is, like, we, we know what the Venom um, vibe is now. We're not going to be surprised by anything. So, it being cheesy, a little corny, actually probably is very much on brand for what they're doing. But it, it just feels almost like they're trying a little too much, uh... I mean, I agree. Maximum Carnage just kind of rolls off the tongue a little better, but I, part of me, almost will give them a pass for not using Maximum Carnage, which is clearly a much better title, because we know they want to cross over with Spider Man, and Maximum Carnage is a Spider Man story. Right. So if you're gonna cross over with Spider Man with these characters, maybe you want to keep that title for another movie. I I, get, I gotta at least give them that. You know, Carnage for, would be a new villain for Spider-Man that we haven't seen him face. So, uh, so I, I don't want to just say, oh, they took a terrible, you know, tight. They had a great title and they just didn't use it. They may have other plans for it. So clearly, other plans for it because again, when you have Spider-Man and you know crossing over with Venom and Carnage is what they want to do in the future. I want to give them at least that leeway. I don't want you know I gotta beat them halfway a little bit in terms of their planning and think that they are planning some stuff. But let there be carnage. It just didn't hit for me. Um, EJ, EJ saying that Sony's planning something, like saying, uh, "Yeah, look, man, uh, the Knicks—they got a plan. Don't worry." 
They've got a plan. No, we can't say that with the they they won an they Oscar. Their East we, we, we can't say that about a, a film company that won an Oscar on a, on on an animated film. I can't do that to them. <laughs> I'm not saying Sony, that. Don't worry, guys. Not, Sony has a plan. I'm not gonna say that I'm the biggest like Sony. Okay. I'm not the biggest Sony. I've been bashing everybody today. Man. I know. Yeah, you've been relentless. I don't know that extra <laughs> that extra the extra time off. Now you're getting up more shots. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they ain't listening, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sony drones ain't listening. You, you on six? You on six? Uh, six, seven days rest, and now you giving me a hundred twenty pitch outing right here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Throwing a hundred, but I mean, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't, you know, I'm not the the biggest Sony fan. I'm not someone's gonna say, oh, Sony's right. I mean, I've killed Sony multiple times on this show, but I, again, I'm gonna like, meet them halfway with something. So Maximum Carnage being a Spider Man story, and they own Spider Man, they want to cross over. I'm gonna give them that things. Okay, that's clearly a better title. I don't see how they would pick the the worst title compared to those two on purpose. I, I think that I gotta give them some credit. So I'll give them that. But I just think I don't know. I thought Venom versus Carnage to me was just fine. I don't know why they didn't go with that. Um, unless there's some be, way. That was fine. Yeah, unless I mean, there's some way the where they're gonna. Thing is kind of like a little played out, but I would have been like whatever. But this is again. This is uh. This is kind of a cheesy movie. So. Like, I'm going to give you a lot of rope. I just think, like, they took all the rope in this last one. I'm like, all right, let there be carnage. That just sounds like, I don't know. It just sounds so early. early like that, a one line. Early, sounds so early 2000s edgy, like, like, try, like trying to be edgy. Like, it's just like. Right, right, like man, that's my era. Like when I when I hear that, I think when I hear let there be carnage, I think I'll let their body, let the body sit the floor. Like that's, that's what I think of. And that's, you know, again, early 2000s. Like, that's. Just see, feels out of place. I, I don't like the title. I'm not. It's not the worst. It's not the worst title in the world. I don't think it's gonna ruin the movie. Uh, I don't think it's gonna hurt the movie really that much. But I just think it could have done something better. I don't know. It just seemed not that creative. Uh, so that was my take. But the the October release, the what now that they're in July, I I actually think the bigger story, not the bigger story, but uh, the more intriguing story to me is what Venom looks like on a July release date, because I think a lot of I would consider us probably, you know, if I was using a wrestling term, we're kind of smarks when it comes to this superhero uh, movie game. And I think a lot of us, you know, for us, who we all really, I think Kendall maybe liked it a little more than me and Shan, but a lot of us, or maybe one of us liked it a little more, but none of us thought it was a really great yeah. movie. And Funny. I'll give you that. Yeah. So we've all had our uh, big issues with the last movie we just saw. And a lot of us, I think, and a lot of critics had to eat a lot of crow with the fan reaction being positive overwhelmingly and the box office being a smash for that release date. Yeah, marketing was But was I great. think but I think and we and I think in fairness to us, we've given Venom its props and Sony its props on the marketing campaign. Which One, for me this fe- is amazing. kind of feel like the first kind of misstep in my opinion in their marketing. But Yeah. And that's true. But <laughs> but like we've given them that due. So let's you know, let's give us a little credit at least. Saying that they did mark that movie a great, they did a great job with it, and I think a lot of it had to do with what then the the box office ended up being. Though again, fans liking it also had a lot to do with it as well. But I think I I only speak for myself here. I don't want to put words in you guys' mouth, but I think we all kind of looked at the fact that okay, it was an October movie when nothing else was coming out. You know, on a weekend oh, yeah. when it was yeah. New York Comic Con, perfect so storm. It's you know your opening. Not that you know it's gonna explode your opening number but that's gonna that is gonna help like you know new york's the biggest media market in the world and it's the biggest comic convention where everyone is is in new york city 
and this place probably the most movie theaters in America, and this movie's coming out. So it had, and that, again, all that is marketing. Like that's not a diss in any way, but I think we kind of looked at those numbers, and I think at least for me, I said, how inflated is it based on this? Situation is Venom really this movie phenomenon that I don't, I'm just not picking up on, and and I was I totally missed the boat on, or was it kind of a perfect storm of a lot of things? When you move it to July, you're playing with the big boys now. Like you're, there is no, you're not hiding from any of the competition. We saw like, again, we just talked about you know Flash, the Flash again, the Flash had to move its release date because of other movies that were happening in July. So there's and no talks about that competition. There's no smoke dodging when you get to July. Yeah, right now, Spider-Man still in uh, June. There's no way that's going to happen. But So you'd have to think that Spider-Man, it hasn't moved. Obviously, Marvel couldn't announce anything. It's not their thing. But Sony has yet to announce it as well. When will that will happen? We don't mm-hmm. know. But like you said, I would imagine Spider-Man will move. But also, maybe they're just like, the movies are connected, so why not? They're so closely connected. There's gonna be a there's gonna be if there's a Spider-Man Easter egg or Venom Easter egg and vice versa in one of the two movies uh, or a cameo then makes sense. Yeah, I, I I think that a Spider-Man movie is inevitable, but they're just holding for now. Um, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, like you know, we talked about it. I I, I felt like um, what was the movie? Before? Uh, I thought that they gave a lot of time between Captain. Marvel and Avengers. And I thought they could have made it a little closer, in my opinion. I remember we talked about that on the show. And I thought the same thing for, yeah. um, you know, Ant-Man was a lot, was like, you know, they gave Ant-Man a little while before they got to Endgame. I thought Ant-Man could have been closer. I don't know if people really care so much about the movies overlapping thing as maybe the studios think. Uh, I think people are going to go see the movies they want to see. I, I think the idea that there's these people who just like show up at the movie theater not knowing what's on and it just goes to stuff. I don't think that happens anymore. I think people, they know this movie's coming out during this time and they're going to go see it. They don't care. Like, oh, I just saw a Marvel movie yesterday. I, they don't care. So I, I think that they, so I, I mean, maybe, maybe they do feel like, you know, oh, yeah, it's a month. Who cares? We're still racking a lot of dough. And they don't feel like, you know, the people who, who say, oh, I didn't watch Spider-Man yet. So I'm not going to watch Venom because I need to see Spider-Man. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think it, it kind of goes to your theory early on about like the the, the the HBO Max stuff where it's like, look, man, more money, who cares? But I think they would be over, I think they'd be underrating how many people would be all spidered out after seeing Spider-Man. But I don't need to see Venom. But, I don't know. They may not care. Yeah, I, I just, I just feel like there's, um, I don't know, I just, I just, I just feel like a Venom release day. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna do well. I'm not saying that. Let me be clear to the audience. I'm not, you know, dissing Sony or dissing Venom. I'm just saying now. Let's see what's up. Like now, let's see what kind of number because the number they put up in July, which in October, which was great, you know, may not look the same if they put that same number up in in, in excuse me the one they put up in October last year may not look the same if they put that same number up in July. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a, it's a different beast. So I just want to see to me a superhero movie like Venom on a sequel that did that well, that should make ninety million on opening weekend, easy. So yeah, yeah. I agree. But again, again, it didn't do ninety last time. But when you put it in July, you putting it in that spot. That's what the number I'm expecting. I'm just I'm fascinated to see. Uh, there are a lot of 
superhero fans, a lot of Sony fans and Venom fans, which I didn't know how many there were out there, but there are a lot out there. They were pumping out their chests from the overall success that Venom had. The only success they didn't have was with critics, but everything else was complete smash. I, I'm really, like, I want to see what happens on a J- July re- release date and how that changes things. Do more people watch it and say, who don't normally watch movies in October, but go to the movie in the summer and be we're like, this Spider-Man movie is game. whack, you know? like That's going to come out and Venom may or may not play a role in it. So Yeah, that's true. You know, it's been... Yeah, that may, that's going to have an impact. That's all Sony. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yep. It's all under the Sony umbrella. Which um, is all under the the Warner umbrella. It's all under. It's the, like we said at the, the top. Of, it was like I said at the top of the show. There's only five people that own everything in America. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so it's uh, this is what it is. It's the super super capitalism. So enjoy it. Uh, enjoy it as, as we have it because that's that's the way life is. Um, what is up with Chadwick Boseman, guys? Uh, I, I this is not the story that I was looking forward to hearing or having to talk about. But it felt it felt Not. like we had no choice. Hard to ignore, man. It, it was too much stuff look, out it there. Could, it preface by saying it could be a non-story. It could be. I, it hope, yeah. I hope it's a non-story. It could be a complete best, non-story. Best case scenario, this is a complete. But non-story. people are talking about it. Yeah. So, and I'm not. And I think we do a good job. You know, this 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 the just the kind of the formatting of this show means you're going to talk about rumors. Not everything you do is gonna be completely confirmed. Um, we're a commentary, or we're a commentary show, and and we're an analysis show. We're not a news breaking show, but because of the 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 entity that we're covering, it's just gonna be a lot more kind of source reporting, rumors, stuff here and stuff like that. So, I, I think we do a good job of kind of triaging the nonsense from the really real, or at least maybe real. This one was weird because it seems to be centered around a lot of nonsense, but it, it was so much of it that you can't really ignore it. So what's up with Chadwick Boseman? Well, rumors started circulating last week that were casting doubts on Boseman's future with Marvel. He posted an Instagram video where he looked uh, quite skinny. Now, before uh, homie from The Flash, Grant Gustin, Grant you know, comes in and, and wants, wants, wants smoke, I, I have no issue with whatever... Chad Boseman wants to look like I'm not body shaming him in any way. I don't, you know, whatever. I don't care. I'm just saying for how he looked in the Black Panther, how he looked in Avengers Infinity War, how he looked in Endgame, how he's looked over the last... How he looked in 42. Yeah, how he's looked over the last five years, he looks very frail. Um, and a lot of fans are concerned. Yes, and fans were legitimately concerned. There were some people worried that he was sick or something. Something was wrong. Something was wrong with him. I'm not gonna go that far. I don't. I don't know why he's that frail, but I, I don't know if it, I don't know if I'm gonna jump on that window and say yeah, I think he's sick. I don't. I don't know. So, uh, so, but whatever. Okay, video comes out. He looks very frail. That was weird. Months ago, there were rumblings that he was unhappy that potentially Feige may have come to him and said that the future was with Letitia Wright, Shuri being the Black Panther. And then he actually came out with like a, you know, someone asked him an offhand thing at a red carpet somewhere. He said that, you know, I, I'm the Black Panther or whatever. And okay, again, seems a little nonsense. I don't, I don't really, you know, no one has heard anything about him being replaced. We all know that in the comic books, Shuri at one point becomes the Black Panther in the recent comics. So it's not like it's nonsense that's happened. But it's not like, you know, there's just like 30-year history of Shuri being the Black Panther. So it would seem kind of weird they just jumped to that so quickly after one movie. With T'Challa. So, okay, again, also, we put that a little bit of aside. Then, 
more rumors this that started this week aside of the whole thing of him looking very frail and us being concerned about if he has capabilities to play Black Panther at this moment. There were rumors that he flat out got fired. There was stuff on message boards, some stuff that were on websites that were saying that there's rumors out there that Marvel has decided to move on from Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, that he's just yeah. not with the company anymore. Now, now, of course, the same source also came out and said Namor was was gonna be was gonna be black, and that Namor was gonna be yes. the new face yes. of the MCU, and he, <laughs> he was gonna have a kid with Sue Storm, who's gonna be Franklin Richards, who's gonna be half black, half Atlantean, half yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of <laughs> and I preface this by saying again, a lot of this stuff not from the most reputable of sources. Um, you're not talking about your Hollywood reporter. You're not talking about your Variety. Um, you're not even talking about some of the, you know, the more upstart websites that we reference on this show. Uh, a lot of it, you know, some of the, the, the rumor, the gossip uh, columns, which get which gets stuff right. I'm not discrediting them. But it's definitely a lot more of a uh, of a mixed bag when it comes to batting percentage on getting stuff right. Not, not the kind of places you would go for comic book news. You're looking at message boards. Uh, and, and, you know, so, like, just to call it 100, keep it 100 with you guys, this is where this stuff is circulating. No major reputable sources come out of it. Bozeman or no one from Marvel has come out and said anything about it. Uh, but, I mean, again, there was a lot of chatter. He was trending at one point on Twitter because of all this. So, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing. There are people out there that think that he's not going to be Black Panther or he's fired or something. Uh, Kendall, are you, you, all, both of you guys said that. I mean, it is concerning to hear this. Uh, do you believe that there is any truth to any of this? Uh, I mean, do I think there's any... I, look, I don't think there's any truth to any he got fired. Like, I don't think Black Panther is going to get killed off in the first five minutes of Black Panther 2. Uh, I don't think he's going to be recast. Like, Unless there's any, unless there's something seriously, seriously, seriously happening here, but that we don't assume that to be the case. Obviously, he deleted the social media post that he put out, which was a charitable video to begin with. So that's already kind of like, all right, so you're deleting a charity video because a lot of people are talking about it. Does that mean that something was up that you weren't supposed to reveal? Was it a? I mean, look, as far as we know, this could be for a role uh, that he could be playing. Uh, and maybe that maybe it was supposed to be kept secretive, so they didn't put out that like he was going to lose a lot of weight, and he maybe he's revealed it, you know, in that whole thing. But um, you know, they haven't said anything on it. It's people, as far as we know. So, um, I but I don't think that this is going to be anything that affects the MCU in the short term. Uh, I've always kind of felt that the long term. This is, wouldn't necessarily be my direction with the characters, but I think the long-term plan, I think, is for Bozeman to be Black Panther till the third movie, and then during or after the third movie, uh, Shuri, Letitia Wright, would be moved to Black Panther. Um, I've already had my, my stuff about how I think Shuri could just be Ironheart, but they may just do their own separate Ironheart, which is perfectly fine. Um, and if that's the case, then, you know, Bozeman could say a Black Panther, but I think Bozeman obviously not the youngest guy, so they could just say, all right, man, T'Challa also could stay in the role, he just doesn't have to be Black Panther, so he doesn't have to be the, the title character anymore, he could play more of a support role like Downey did in, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, so I, I think that's where they're eventually going, but that's not gonna happen in this next movie, 
that's not going to happen off screen, for example. Right. Like, so um, my guess is nothing that this is nothing or it's something unrelated to Marvel. My guess is this is something certainly unrelated to Marvel. Marvel's not at the center of any of this. Feige has nothing to do with this, unless this is specifically for a Black Panther role. But Black Panther is not coming out for a long time, so they're not filming that for a long time. Are you concerned about Bozeman's like personal health and well-being? That seems to be a lot of the words circulating in that. Is that people I, look, are very concerned? Well, I'll say is, look, Bozeman looks skinny to an unhealthy degree. Bozeman is not the biggest guy to begin with. Right. He looks big when he's Black Panther. He right. looks big when he's Jackie Robinson. But like, I naturally, like he's not. He's yeah, not. He's, you not, know, he's not like LeBron. The Rock. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. He's not the Rock. So, um, obviously, he's lost some weight. Even from his 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 normal playing weight, he's lost some weight. But uh, no gyms. You know, he's in isolation. Maybe he's not working out. You know, obviously, he had the beard gone, like a lot of people do. You know, it was just a look that was a lot of people have right now. You know, I'm sure he's not in the best physical condition in in quarantine. You know, I mean, I don't think anybody (laughs) I would expect anybody to be. So uh, and maybe he's someone who doesn't have a gym in his house. Maybe he goes to a local gym and now that gym Mm -hmm. is closed, you know. So, I mean, there are reasons. Obviously, some people point to look All-Star Weekend. He was looking looking kind of small. That was in February. So but again, I think that he's a smaller guy. So I'm not super concerned. Um, I understand why people are concerned because it's jarring. Every time you look at it, you kind of like, oh wow. Yeah. But I, I, I would hold off until he makes a comment on it. But my guess is it's something movie related. Um, yeah, I'm not too concerned about it either. I do think it's jarring, and I think he does. In that, in I just even searched just some other recent videos that are on his social media, and. Uh, you know, he's very skinny. He was very skinny. I've never seen him that skinny. I didn't even know he was that skinny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know some people are saying that he normally is skinny when he's not, you know, getting ready for roles or whatever, playing roles with bigger people. But I mean, maybe it's just because I didn't see, I haven't seen him before. He started playing these roles, but he, he I mean, it's, it is. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll just say this: it's. I mean, he lost a lot of weight. You know, like it's very clear, you know, that it's not I mean, it's not even like in the in the movies. He it was like Shazam where they just put a bunch of looks like they put a bunch of pillow pillows in a suit (laughs) like he was bigger, like he was physically bigger. So it's very to to go from being like looking like that to just being looking like almost like frail skinny. Mm -hmm. That's kind of scary. So I don't know. I hope he's doing okay. I hope it's for a role or some kind of special diet. Or is something that he's doing just for whatever personal reason, or for, and you know, like I said, if it's a role or something he has to do for whatever reason, and that it's nothing health related, and that everything he's okay in that regard. Um, but I'm not worried about him. I feel like if it is something going on that, you know, he has a lot of resources to get help for that. So, um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not too concerned. I don't believe any of the rumors, quite frankly. I think this is all this is all just stuff coming out of nowhere people just grasping at things because they're confused that he's so skinny um but i yeah i don't believe any of the rumors i, I don't i would be surprised if him on him feige kugler would on, were on any kind of negative terms whatsoever um so yeah i i yeah just i just straight I mean, up don't believe it i mean when when the when they did the whole black panther 2 reveal i mean he posted it on his instagram 
So, right. Like, yeah. So, like, I mean, he was on board as of you know last year in August of two thousand and eighteen nineteen. So that's August. Um, not to say that you know doesn't mean you can't shout out someone, but he posted happy birthday to Letitia right in October. So it feels like a lot would have had to go south in a short amount of time for him to be fired. So do I think he's fired? No, I don't believe that rumor. Um, uh, for his own sake, I hope he's okay. You know, I don't know what his deal is. I don't want to cast judgment on whatever he's going through. But I obviously, you know, shout out to Chadwick Boseman. Hope he's doing good. We don't want to see him. We don't want to see him not involved with the Marvel Universe. We want him right. as T'Challa. We want T'Challa to continue as the Black Panther. Nobody's looking for there to be any kind of role change in terms of a recasting. Um, and look, I don't care. I'll say it. I don't. I don't want to see Shuri as Black Panther right now. That's not what I'm interested in at all. And uh, you know, there may be people who feel like, oh, that's you know, now you're, you're getting in the way of maybe seeing even more diversity um, with you know having another female hero. I'm sorry, I don't need that for Black Panther. We we don't have many black men as heroes in the whole universe, and it seems to me it wouldn't make sense to, after one movie, recast for the sake of just making Black Panther Shuri. Shuri's awesome. I love her character. I don't. I disagree that she should be Ryan Lionheart. I think that it actually is better if you make another powerful, important black character in your universe that's not Shuri. So I don't. I don't agree with that idea, Kendall. But. No, I don't. I don't need her to be Black Panther. It doesn't mean that she shouldn't at some point. I think that it would be cool. Maybe three, four movies down the line, if she's Black Panther. You know, people forget Bozeman's way older than a lot of people think. I mean, he's in his forties now. So, uh, and perhaps if he's getting ready for a role, how he may look trying to get ready for a role, getting skinnier, maybe a little more nerve wracking than maybe if he was twenty five doing that same thing. You know, he may not carry you know a lower weight as well as someone who is you know thirty two or thirty one. You know what I'm saying? So I want to keep that in perspective as well. He's one of those guys that he kind of looks young and he kind of acts like he kind of dresses young. Like he doesn't look like an older dude. So sometimes we kind of think that, oh, you know, he's, you know, probably his 30s or whatever. But he's again, he's in his 40s now. So he's um, so I, I'm a, I'm a whole, you know, whole judgment in terms of being super, super concerned for if there are health issues. I hope he's OK. I hope he's getting himself straightened out, whatever uh, he has to go through. And if it's not, and it's just getting him getting ready for a role, then obviously, you know, shout out to him, and hopefully he kills the role he's doing. You know, he, we all know he can't he can't look the way he looks right now being Black Panther. That's obvious. Um, but we're in a pandemic. Black Panther doesn't come out until 2022, I think, right? 2022. So it's a lot of years, a lot of time before he'd have to really get into the kind of shape he would need to. I'm going to trust that he can do that. I'm not going to freak out a little bit. Uh uh, freak out at the moment that he may not be ready for the role at the very moment we have right now. Um, another story that came over this week, and shout out to Jeremy Cosmrad, uh, who, who we're always getting uh, interesting rumors and nuggets from him. Uh, he came out with a story this week that I think was was fascinating. Um, he said that obviously Marvel really setting up their future and what it's going to look like, and apparently the the Captain Marvel 2 movie is going to be uh, very instrumental in setting up to the next Avengers movie. Uh, according to him, Captain Marvel 2 will actually uh, play as somewhat of kind of a, a lead-in into setting up the story for an eventual new Avengers movie. So, in terms of the details going beyond that, it wasn't a lot, but 
you know, the fact that Captain Marvel 2 would be, would be used as a temple for an Avengers movie, not all that surprising, only in the sense that we've talked about how Marvel has used these specific movies as temples to get to Avengers movies in the time. They used their solo characters as a way to then leapfrog into the next year with an Avengers. They did it with Iron Man 2. They did it with uh, uh, Civil War. Um, they've done it multiple times where you know one movie kind of leads directly into their Avengers movie. They did it twice of the four movies that they've done. Uh, and Captain, you could argue Captain Marvel 1 in some ways. Uh, you know, it's not a direct lead into Avengers Endgame, but it does have, you know, some tie-ins and does connect in some way. So, I'll give this one to Kendall. What do you think of the idea of Captain Marvel 2 uh, being used as a lead-in into the new Avengers movie? Um, uh, it's, it's hard to really wrap your head around it because I don't really know what that new Avengers team would look like. Um, we are, I mean, we've only had, like, one movie from this phase yet so so far, right? Right. Yeah, so we, we don't even know what... We don't even really know what the Marvel Universe looks like right now. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, all we have, obviously, Black Widow. We're gonna... Obviously, we'll see what that, what that end of, ends up being. But, like, is it... I mean, so essentially he's saying it's the Iron Man 2, it's the... Hopefully not Iron Man too. Right, right. <laughs> but um, you know, the bridge movies from Marvel haven't always been the best. Uh, like Shamari mentioned, Iron Man too. So, but Captain America: Civil War was very good. So, you never really, you never really know. But I, I do feel like Captain Marvel two has always kind of been a a movie that people have. Uh, picked as one that will certainly introduce something else major because it's like where else do you go with Captain Marvel's character she was such a central part of the infinity thing and she seems to be uh she seems like her story with the scrolls and the Kree is going to end up also being a major plot point in the next phase so she seems to be one of, if not the center of, of the MCU right now, or one of. So, especially with Iron Man out of the, off the, off the, out of the picture, and Captain America out of the picture. So, with that being said, it makes you think that, all right, Captain Marvel not a hero with the deepest role gallery. What story are you going to tell? Do you just tell a story that incorporates where the MCU is going in the future, or where the MCU is at that particular moment? That makes sense theoretically but i would just have to know what that story is before i completely jump in but i i understand the concept of captain marvel 2 being a bridge movie rather than a complete standalone yeah i mean yeah i mean i feel like this movie i mean captain marvel's right now is the most powerful of all the avengers um except maybe thor i guess yeah, um, I mean, they claim yeah if thor is an avenger at this point i don't I don't. I, mean, I wouldn't expect. I, I don't know. Uh, Jane Foster, I guess, is going to be Thor. You know, as far as we know, how long is she Thor? We don't yeah, know. But. Yeah, we don't. We don't know what anything but, is happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, we're, um, yeah, we're at its infant. We're at the infancy stage of this new phase. So yeah, um, but yeah, right now she's you know arguably the most powerful Avenger right now. So, I mean, she. Is, I mean, having her lead into the next Avengers movie, um, it could also lead to her possibly taking a more of a leadership role as well. Um, in the Avengers, I guess, as a team. 
which I think could be interesting. Um, you know, I know her movie wasn't as light. Some people critiqued her character specifically as one of the reasons for that. So hopefully they can, I don't know, I guess make her character more charming, <laughs> I guess you could say. Because um, Tony Stark, both Tony Stark and Steve Rogers were super likable, um, you know, for somewhat different reasons. But I, right now, even I can't really say the same thing about Carol Danvers in this universe. So, I mean, maybe they can change that, maybe not. But, um, but yeah, either way, I expect her to be fighting possibly the big bad in the next the Avengers movie that's coming right after. Um, and, you know, I, I expect, uh, and, you know, of course, we're hopefully going to get this Miss Marvel in the movie and possibly some other people as well. So, and, uh, you know, we're getting, um, um, what's the other one? Uh, the other, um, shoot, what's her name? Uh, the, what are we talking about? Captain Marvel 2, the the girl, what's her name? Kumail Khan? No, the... the oh, uh, Monica Rambeau? Monica Rambeau. Oh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're getting her in Captain Marvel 2 as well. It's, so, I mean, this is... I mean, or I hope so. Yeah, hopefully. is she in Captain hopefully. Marvel 2? I don't know if she's in I don't know if that's been confirmed. But hopefully we get her in Captain Marvel 2. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is just, you know... we it, I expect some cool, very cool things to happen in the movie. Um, but, yeah, that's why that's what I expect to be... That's what I'm expecting for it to be leading its next Avengers. Yeah, I think that um, Captain Marvel two. I think it has to be honestly a, a lead into the Avengers movie. You know, Kevin Feige has said that you know Captain Marvel is really you know their linchpin character now that Tony and Steve are off the board. And I think we've all been willing to. I think we all were willing to buy it. You know, if they really sold it to us in a way that was convincing. I'm keeping 100. I don't know if they they have not convinced everybody. That's clear. They could not. They have not convinced everybody that. Um, and you could. I'm not here to argue why they haven't convinced everybody. That's a whole different argument. And I'm not going to disagree with people that may say there's sexism involved. But but it doesn't matter what the reason is. The point is that the the execution I would argue did not work. If the idea was to uniformly make it clear that Captain Marvel was the new face of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Shamari says, likability issues. Um, I would agree. I really like the Captain Marvel movie. I didn't really have any issues with it. Uh, but did her presence and that character wow me and, and, and feel like this was something that uh, was truly, you know, made sense as a center of, like, the biggest movie franchise in America right now? Maybe in the world at this point, uh, I can't say that convinces me. She didn't resonate nearly as much as Wonder Woman did. No, uh, no. I can't. I can't say that uh, definitively. Did her, was her impact in Endgame enough to allow us to feel like she did take that mantle as the next top face of the Marvel movies? No, um, she wasn't in it long enough. Her 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 scenes were, were her scenes that she was in. I mean, she was good, but. There wasn't enough of her in there to make that much of a dent. A lot of people, I think, were surprised that she didn't have more of a role. I don't have an issue with that. I'm not necessarily blaming Marvel or even, uh, you know, Brie for the how Endgame was made. I think that it made sense to have the old guard be kind of the, the, the center around the last movie of that 
era of movies. You know, it, I, I always felt that it might be weird to have this new person come in and just like just take over, you know, and just put you know, put them over Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. I mean, that, that's that would have been a, a crazy thing to me, even though it sounded like that's what they were going to do. They didn't do that. Yeah, they made it clear she's more powerful than them. But that like crazy big steel scene stealing moment. That you were expecting to have, or moments where you expect to have, or her maybe kind of taking charge and being kind of clearly declared the new face of Marvel in that movie. You're waiting for that moment. You're still waiting because it never happened. So, yeah, I do think that at this point you have no choice. The next Captain Marvel movie has to be a major lead-in to the next uh, Avengers movie because Avengers obviously are your biggest uh, are your biggest property. And you're saying Captain Marvel is your most important individual property at this point, then it's it's just it's simple. It's a simple equation. You really didn't get the job done with the solo movie or the uh or the the, the Avengers movie that she was in. So now, yes, uh there's whether you wanted to or not, you have no choice but to make it that make this case where her movie has to be of the biggest magnitude of these solo movies that are coming out. If it's not, it would be a disappointment. You know, and I think it's kind of odd that you did a movie. I know they, they worked with it on it with Sony, but like you do a movie after Endgame where you're telling everybody uh, that, you know, Carol Danvers, Brie Larson, new face of Marvel. But then the next movie that comes out after Endgame is all about Peter Parker being the new face of Marvel. So it, it's, I know, like, you know, Marvel, you know, they're not, you know, they're not, you know, immune to criticism and immune to kind of observation of how they've moved. I don't know if they've handled this handoff to Brie being the face the best. In fact, I don't know if they've handled it well at all. And um, and that's something I think that is important that they got to get right if they're going to do this uh, this movie in this way where, where her her movie is going to be the, the, the lead into um, to to the new Avengers movie. Uh, I, lo- I really like Captain Marvel. I don't have as many issues with that character as some other people do at all. I think a lot of it's overplayed. I think some of it is sexism. But... It is what it is, man. Like I, the results are the results, and if you if there are this many people who are, who have said that you know they're not rocking with Cal the way they are rocking with Tony and Steve, then they gotta figure out a way to fix that. And it ain't my it ain't my job to tell to fix it. You know that's that's on Marvel's job. So they got a little bit yeah. of a of a duty on their hands. And 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 at some point it it becomes because like Marvel could say, look, at some point you know the 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 anti-SJW crowd is going to, you know, at some point they're gonna they're gonna calm down and they'll be quiet and Captain Marvel will be fine. But and I I, I would I would agree to that sentiment at some point. Like Captain Marvel isn't gonna have the stigma that it had in the first one forever. I would doubt. But um, when you look at Wonder Woman's success, it's like. That's that's what you have to compare it to as much as you compare it to an Iron Man. It's compared to all right, how how does it how does it do against its peer, mm-hmm. essentially? And when Wonder Woman does better, you realize all right, we got to go to the drawing board and do something different. I don't know what that means, but for me that would mean all right, we got to include uh a, make this a bigger portion of the MCU because look, we have to if we're being honest, I liked Captain Marvel. I didn't think it was that much worse than Wonder Woman, but it was not. It was a prequel movie. It was a prequel movie, so it was kind of off it the beaten path. It wasn't some like oh, you didn't wow. have to see it. 
super connected. He, super, he definitely not. He, he, did, he did, it didn't. It didn't. The you movie. didn't learn anything about the Marvel universe other than Carol's existence in that movie. Right. Yep. So like, it, it was a recipe for disaster from a box office perspective. For a, I mean, relative to a Marvel movie. So, to avoid that next time, you have to make it a movie that you have to see. The last one was not one that you had to see from a marketing perspective. If I saw the trailers and I wasn't a Marvel fan, and I was just somebody who casually goes to see the movies that you kind of have to see, that one would be the one where I'm like, eh, I guess I can skip that one, wait for the next Avengers right. come out, and you know, read about what happened, read who she is, and then <laughs> go, to the, yeah. go to the next movie. The next one, where that means put the X-Men in it, put the Fantastic Four, you know, make it, you know, put Spider-Man, Black Panther, all these different characters. Whatever that means, you have to make that the one you have to see. Captain. Just like Captain America Civil War. Yeah, I was going to say, just yeah. Captain Marvel Civil War. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, <laughs> that's certainly a story that's out there. I don't think they'll do that. But <laughs> um, that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this is a big movie. Um, I'd argue it is Marvel's most important movie of the movies they've revealed. I think I don't know if it's I don't think it's arguable. I think it's clear. Certainly the most interesting to follow. I think you it's know, the most important. Point, yeah. I think it's most important they get this right. I think that the the margin for error of this movie is way way lower than all the other movies. I think it's way lower if they intend to make to have her be like eight. A face, right? I mean, what I'm t- I'm saying the current <laughs> circumstances. Now I'm not, you know, if we're talking about a vacuum, I mean, no, I, I don't know if there's really any movie that has more to lose or anything. But in terms of just what they're telling us, what the plan they have moving forward, it's to me, I don't. It's clear that this movie has the 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 the, the lowest threshold for um, a misstep. They can't. It's not. They it, it cannot. It cannot happen. So, with that being said. They got it. They got to hit a home run. I don't. I don't know. I. I think it's me again. I think it's pretty clear. I think that. And that's. I don't think that what they did in the last movie is going to get it done. I. I don't think so. I'm not I, saying. It, and I, I like the last movie, but I don't. In terms of what they're trying to accomplish, what they're trying to set up for Captain Marvel as the face of Marvel, that's not going to get it done. Not only does it time. come with the. Not only does it come with the characters that they put around her on the Avengers side, but I think the villain man is gonna be a huge deal. Yeah, huge. I like you can't just put nameless, faceless alien. I mean, the last one we didn't know who the villain was really. It right. was not even marketed. And look, so you, and- if you're going to see the movie, you're going to see the movie just to see Captain Marvel and not really the story necessarily. There's a plenty of villains that they're gonna have access to, mm-hmm. whether it makes sense or not, but. I I just I would stay away from the alien story unless you're doing civil war civil war I'm not civil war secret invasion secret invasion then I'm not I'm staying away from the whole alien thing which may be off of what Captain Marvel's character is but I just think that that's I just I just don't know if people really want to see that and look I mean and to compare it to another one of the whole trinity of Marvel characters I mean Captain America, First Avenger, we all love that movie, and it's a it's a very good movie, um, and it's a, it's kind of apples and oranges because the expectations for Marvel were different at that time. But I mean, I think how we viewed uh, Captain America changed after Avengers, 
and then definitely after Winter Soldier. You know what I'm saying? Like that sequel put it on another level to where now when you wait for Cap Three, it's it's even bigger. Uh, and then of course with the Civil War, now you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be insane. But I'm, I you know like it, it, it's not to say that what I'm trying to say is it does it can't it's not like it can't be done. I don't think what I'm asking right, right. is the like perception isn't impossible. And I don't think what I'm asking is unfair because I would argue Captain America: First Avenger was in a similar state. Good movie, fine movie, people liked it. Um, was it Iron Man? No, but in a bubble, not at all. It was in a bubble. Yes, that you it was don't in a know bubble. Could he exist. Yeah, outside exactly. of that, exactly. It's a bubble. It's a uh, it's a period piece, like similar things to Captain Marvel. So, like that's why I don't think it's too harsh to say these things. Like I've seen this movie play out before, and I think that they can get it done. But I think it does it doesn't mean we can't challenge Marvel to uh, put their feet to the fire to what they have accomplished and know that but they they it, have to it, do more a, than what they did last a, time. They couldn't do Captain America: First Avenger. Two, and and like that wouldn't have worked. This is gonna be a real test to the Marvel Studios marketing department, man, because they're gonna have to. This is I, I think the comparison to Captain America is very apt, but it, you know that was just a much more Teflon brand than this this Captain Marvel one. This one is very divisive, and whether we like the division or not, or whether we support the division or not, it's there, and. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to do something about that. Maybe nothing can be done. Maybe they just ignore it. But yeah, I mean, they ignored it last time, and it didn't really. They gotta work. try to pull a, a Black Panther. You know, even with all the protests and yeah. all the. Oh, I hate it! I can't stand. Just make a bomb movie. Yeah, make, make, make a, a great movie that people have to see. Fantastic acting, fantastic cast, fantastic yeah. action, all that. You know, they gotta they gotta show up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Last story today, guys. Uh, we're going back to DC. We're going to go back to television. Um, we talked a little about the Arrowverse earlier today. More stuff on Berlanti Arrowverse and a project that we, well, by all accounts, we've been expecting to see at some point next year. It's this Green Arrows and Canaries show. You know, that's a show that's supposed to star uh, Kat McNamara as the daughter of Oliver Queens uh, and Felicity Smoke, the Stephen Amell. Um, uh, Oliver Queen uh, character. His daughter goes on to become the Green Arrow in the future, and she's uh, she's she's tagged by a couple of uh, old Arrow friends. Um, you got uh, Laurel Lance played by Kate Cassidy, and you got the uh, the other Black Canary in there as well. This is a show we were expecting to see. We saw a backdoor pilot in the last season of Arrow. Backdoor pilot, if you watch the show, you realize that we all really enjoyed it. We thought it was actually quite good. And this is not a show that we necessarily were all that excited about when they announced it. But there is some doubt being cast right now about whether or not that show will eventually happen. So um, that show had all been planned to do, but there has not been official word and official pickup of the series by the CW. And... Uh, Cassidy and McNamara recently spoke. Uh, they did a couple of interviews, one with TV Line and one with Cosmic ComicBookie.com. Oh, excuse me, ComicBook.com. And they were hedging their bets about the status of this show. Um, when they asked uh, Cassidy, she said, "Quote: I don't know. Honestly, I'm a very positive person, so I feel confident that we'll get it. We'll go to series. Uh, if there ever was a time for a three-hander." Uh, all-female badass show now's the time so i'm not worried i'm feeling pretty good about it so there she says i don't know but she says she's confident 
Uh, Kat, who's the lead role in this movie, I mean, to me, in this show, uh, not as confident. Um, she said, quote, I have no idea. I just asked the other day, and because of the state of the world and everything that's going on, everyone, everything has kind of changed. Upfronts <laughs> have thing. been upfronts have been canceled. Nobody knows what's going on. We weren't supposed to know until May, anyway. And now, at this point, who knows when decisions are going to be made? So, so yeah, you know, Cassie already putting out that some stuff has already been canceled that they were supposed to do. Obviously, we're again a pandemic, so you know, keep perspective. But that she, this is the star of the show, calling the company, calling the people in charge, wanting answers. It can't get answers. Like and can't get answers, man. Like again, we are in a pandemic. I want to keep prefacing that, and a lot of people don't know. EJ, what's why going isn't on. CW answering McNamara? <laughs> but why don't they have an answer? I uh, Kendall, I have a feeling Grant Gustin picks up the call and asks CW what's going on. He's gonna know something. He's not gonna go on. He's not gonna go on a media tour and say I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Like I got left on red. That's I not was ignored. I'm telling you, that's that's <laughs> not happening. So <laughs> you ain't saying it, it is it is bizarre. Um Even she ain't saying I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of this. You know, when we first talked about it in the pre production meeting, I kinda was like, uh, I don't know. I don't wanna really blow too much of this out of proportion. Let's see when Cassie sounded so confident. But I I mean Cassie's kind of more of a you know, a TV veteran. So maybe she's kind of just playing it cool a little bit. Right. McNamara, a little younger, maybe he's like, I don't know what's going on, man. I thought I was going to supposed to get this big bag, and I, yeah. the, the money is slow. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I haven't, I haven't seen the bag yet. And so she's kind of she's going on she's going on you know press tours, freaking out. And I can understand you're supposed to be the lead oh, role. Man. You know, Cassidy, who's already left, you know, CW. You know, she may be like, all right, you know, if it happens, you know, it's going to be cool. We'll, we'll get it done. And if it doesn't, all right, it doesn't happen. You know, she's someone who's left and come back, so maybe she doesn't feel as pressed when when asked questions about it. But uh, McNamara sounded way more panicked than I would like to be, like her to be, if I was a CW fan looking forward to this show. But Kendall, is that the same read that you have, or am I? Yeah, I mean, I so when I read both both quotes, I read the Cassidy quote. Was like, all right, all right. Read the McNamara quote. What were you say? You sweating, Kendall? <laughs> Not initially. I was like, all right, you know, this you know seems kind of you know corporate, whatever <laughs> corporate speak uh, about. We'll see what happens. Lawyers speak. Yeah, lawyers speak. And then McNamara comes up and says. I, I just called the other day and I didn't get a straight answer. That makes you seem like, wow, that's this thing's not happening. They don't. They seriously, seriously do not know or think that this is happening. And then you go back to the Cassidy quote, and honestly, what it reminds me of, it's the dreaded vote of confidence that you get in uh, in sports when a coach or a GM is on the hot seat, and the GM or the owner has to come in and say. Don't worry. They, we, I'm very confident in the job they're doing. They're doing a great job. That coach is done. There's no way he's coming back. Whether it be, you know, in a month, a day, a year, that coach is eventually going to get fired if they have to come out and mm-hmm. say that they're confident. The fact that Cassidy says, "Yeah, we're we're confident that the, that it's eventually going to come out," uh, that shows that this show is going to get canned at some point. Oh wow! You know, it may not like. Now, is it due to the pandemic? I mean, again, money is is money is not is tight for everybody on some level. Uh, I won't say everybody, but money is tight for a lot of people. In, some people are doing fine. Yeah, exactly. In in our society, so like, could the CW just say, "Look, we're gonna have to flash something. 
if we can. This show seems to be the one that was kind of a, a leap of faith to begin with. Uh, I don't know how, or this could have been a decision that they made prior. You know, they 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 didn't have to go through with the pilot. Um, they had their, their little backdoor pilot in the end of Arrow. Uh, they didn't have to go through with it. You know, McNamara said they were the decision was supposed to come next month, but now uh, that's getting pushed back. So I don't know if this is something they already they always planned on doing. It would seem strange that rarely happens nowadays where a pilot just doesn't get picked up. But, um, but uh, I don't. This to me tells me that's not happening. And this would be a shame if the show doesn't happen. I was very excited for it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was I was always hype on Mia Smoke. Yeah. So I was very excited about this show. So I think that that'll be a huge bummer. And not to cut you off, but didn't we mention? I, I thought I brought up on one of our shows like a month, maybe even a little more, probably about a month ago. It was pre-COVID, I think, about the guy that was playing Diggle Jr. like got cast as a series regular on a different show. Yeah, I think, and, I think EJ might have brought that up. And we were talking about like, all right, this is kind of weird, but. Maybe they're just gonna recast him. He's very recastable. Maybe yeah. they're gonna kill him off. Like it didn't necessarily mean the show was not happening, but that was not a great sign to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, so it's very, very unclear. Um, I mean, I'm. I mean, I always try to see the positive. So I'm looking on the bright side. I'm thinking this. You know, if they're gonna come out with any of their shows. You know, I don't see if they if they have a slate in mind for even even in the fall, uh, whatever the whatever the the state is of the CW's fall lineup period, if they can't plan to come out with any shows, my thing is why can't this one? I mean, I know money is money. I don't. I mean, Warner Brothers shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, they're not gonna go out of business. Shamar, you tell them you tell them Warner Brothers how to run their company. Tell them how to how to look. All I you, know you is you tell them how to eat. All I know is CEO <laughs> has a lot of money in the bank, so they're not they'll be OK. So, yeah, you know, they have a lot of money. They have a lot of resources. You know, they're going to get a lot of HBO Max money. I mean, you know, Warner Brothers is going to be OK. So I'm, you know, Berlanti's still getting his paycheck. So I am. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm confident. I think they can still make the show if they plan on making any shows. You know, I think they could spare the manpower and the all that if they can find a way to still come out with shows. You see, not not to cut you off. You see, Disney mm-hmm. is losing thirty million dollars a day. It's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. And it, I mean, that might be for the rest of the year. I mean, if their parks, the parks aren't yeah. going to be open. The parks ain't gonna be open. Like that's 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 a lot of money. Yeah. Eventually, you think, all right, that's going to slow down at some point, but. And I think that you know that's that's the thing about this, guys. Is is when we think about. Um, why certain shows may not happen, why certain shows may be canceled. Like, you know, we're just going on, you know, it might not be anything creative. It could just be, oh, with the numbers that we've lost over, you know, everything we've had to change because of the coronavirus, it might not make money sense to produce certain things. Production costs is going way down. So, you know, that could be why, you know, Warner Brothers is kind of slow playing, <laughs> telling Kat McNamara what the plan is for, uh, for the show, because they may be looking at it as one of the shows that maybe they can move on without. If they had to move on with because I, I would argue if there was any show they could move on without, it would be this show. Um, I want to see it. I agree with Sham. I was intrigued by what I saw from the uh, from the pilot, so I would want to see what they could do with something like this. Would but, you rather see this? And this is not. This is a tough question because we don't watch 
But would you rather see this or another season of Legends of Tomorrow? I would rather see this, but I don't. Again, we haven't watched Legends of Tomorrow for a couple of seasons, so Legends of Tomorrow is arguably the best CW show they do. I mean, uh, our show, first show they do. So I don't. At least according to people who have continued to watch, up until when we were watching, it still was one of the best they were doing. So it may be unfair for me to say that only because I, I haven't kept up with Legends, but I know I would see want to see something new. Once they got rid of Rip Hunter, done. I lost interest. <laughs> I've been fine <laughs> post Rip Hunter. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it was it was getting kind of ridiculous. Yeah, the, bringing the, it back. Every, yeah, the doc, five yeah, the Doctor Who. It was fake Doctor Who. I didn't. I didn't. I'm okay <laughs> with them moving on from him, but. Uh, no, that's. A, I mean, that's a, it's a great show. It, it's a it's a it's a fun show. I like it. So, I can and I and I would I don't know maybe the production cost for that show may be less than something like it is for Island, uh, Green Island and Canaries. You know, it is a shorter season I think most of the time. And uh, you know, I'm not sure how many episodes uh, Green Island and Canaries supposed to be, but we're talking about a full 22 episode season. Oh, well, you know, that's going to cost more than it would to do the 16 episodes of Legends or whatever, 13 episodes, whatever they do. You know. So that's something to think about as well. But I think that uh, when it comes to these tough decisions, we're going to start seeing shows that maybe we were expecting to see maybe not happen. And we talked about, you know, Superman and Lois. That's a show that, you know, they, they're going to try to do that by hook or crook. They're going to try to make that happen because they feel like that's a massive, massive money uh, uh, influx that's going to come with that show. That's that coming show. from the highest probably parts of Warner Brothers. Exactly. They want that to happen. I, so there's no way that's, think, that's untouchable. Green Arrow and the Canaries is coming from the highest parts of Warner Brothers. Yeah. Man, I guarantee you Green Arrow and Canaries will be better than Superman and Lowe's. Wow. Guarantee. Guarantee. Well, I will not, never be able I'm, to answer that question tomorrow. That's why I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there, man. I, look, Kendall, I'm bending the house. Kendall feels like Shamari will never have to be. He'll never have to be put under the fire of it because we will never actually see <laughs> Green Island and the Canaries. I don't know. I, I, I went up against every episode. Of I'm Super betting Shamari's like I'm betting the New York Knicks will beat the Lakers in the finals <laughs> next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, nah, I, I, I can't say that for sure. I can't say that. I don't know. I love Hawkland as Superman. I think he's a great Superman. Um, I don't like that they've kind of nerfed him in a way that I think has made him look weaker than he needs to be. But I like Hawkland. I think that Elizabeth Tulock as uh, as Lois has been good. Has been solid. I'm looking forward to seeing maybe more from her. So I can't say for sure that Superman and Lois will be better than than um than Green Island Canaries. I don't know what John Cryer's uh role is gonna be in there. Like, you know, there's too much unknown for me to make that case. I know I've seen uh I, I would say the episode that they did of Green Island and Canaries is better than any episode Hawkland has appeared in as Superman. That I would I would say in terms of and that's of course minus crossover episodes. I'm talking about like episodes right. on Supergirl and things like that. It, it what they did on that was better than anything he showed up in. So John Stanky, the CEO of Warner Media, is single handedly running the Superman. And Lo- I mean, maybe not single handedly, but he knows that Superman and Lois is coming out. I don't think he knows that Green Arrow and Canary is even coming out. In terms of, I don't even think he knows what that is on his portfolio. He's just like, what is this? Green Arrow and the Canary. Explain this to me. Yeah, no, it would it would it would not it would not surprise me. I mean, I'm being I'm being I'm keeping it 100. It definitely, um, it definitely would not. That surprise may not me. matter. Berlanti, at the end of the day, is the decision maker 
in terms of his own kind of universe. You know, I don't think Stanky's telling him, can't do this. I mean, unless... I don't know, man. But maybe, unless, I, like you just I, said, I wanna, the, the way the budget talk, cuts are. I want to ask the writing room, are you more excited to write Superman or Lois? Or are you more excited to write Green Arrow and the Canaries with, with Cat McNamara? I think they would see Superman. Well, personally, if you told me, like, if I told Shamari... Who was writer Shamari? If I told maybe, writer I Shamari, maybe, maybe I'm just not as high as Tyler Auckland. I'm high on Tyler Auckland as you as y'all. If but. I told writer Shamari, you could write a Superman show, or Superman and Lois. Not right. su- we're going Superman and Lois. <laughs> Let's <laughs> keep both parts of the title in this joint. This is a Superman and Lois show. Slice of life, family. Slice show. of life, family. <laughs> you know all of that, kids. Superman, super kids. We're talking super twins, Superman yeah, and Lois. Twins. <laughs> So yeah, all right. So we, but Superman and Lois, or Oliver Queen's kid, Green Arrow spinoff. Yeah, with Green Arrow's great great granddaughter. Great granddaughter. What are you talking about? It's his actual. It's his actual daughter. Some Batman Beyond. Some Batman Beyond joint. Like I don't know, man. I don't know, man. They're in their prime and they're fighting. Yeah, they're fighting Destro yeah. or Destro gang. I just fighting, know legacy wise. It, it just means more to do a Superman show. Now, obviously, if it ends up, nobody looks back at Lois and Clark as like, you know, some super great show, that was super deep or anything. It was just the same kind of nonsense, slice Man. of life. Look, hopefully, Superman and Lois is fantastic. I hope it's fantastic. The title of Superman and Lois tells me Superman is going to save Lois in every other every arc. But it's about them being every... parents and working parents in the new millennium. Then what's the Superman part for, man? What am he I even watching? He has to being Superman and a, and a father of two <laughs> twin kids. Look, I don't know. We'll that's the nightmare scenario. That's that's why I don't want. That's that's Shamari's nightmare. Forget about uh Ben Ben uh Ben Affleck's nightmare and Batman. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, family tie Superman is is Shamari's nightmare. Man, give me Tom Welling. Uh, full full, a full full house instead of uh instead of full house would be uh um. Uh, full solitude. Yeah, yeah. Full <laughs> fortress. Full, yeah, full fortress. <laughs> um, uh, this is a fun show, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. That'll be it for this week. Of course, as I said before, if you want to catch any of our other podcasts, check it out on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple, uh, TuneIn, um, what else? And uh, what else? Uh, oh, and uh, Stitcher. Yep. Um, you can also find us on social media. We are on Twitter at New Generation Pod, on Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Um, you can find our YouTube uh, content on YouTube, New Generation Media. Uh, as far as other social media stuff, Shamari is on Snapchat, MCShan22, and on Instagram, same handle, MCShan22. I am on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys once again for listening in to this week's show. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.